I am thrilled to announce that An Actor Despairs is partnering with a wonderful CBD company called Kind Farms. Everyone out there has heard of CBD. I started taking it a few years ago when I first started getting sober and to help with my anxiety. Sadly, as one can do, I was overtraining in the gym and a friend recommended a topical and a tincture to help with the pain. I tried it. It was okay. However, recently, I was introduced to a product that has really changed my life. Not only has it helped me with anxiety, but I am stronger than I have ever been. I'm able to carry out lifts my body used to prevent me from doing. Kind Farm products have single-handedly changed my life athletically and personally. They utilize 100% local licensed farmers, organic cultivation, and CO2 extraction for superior CBD. Kind Farms is turning CBD to a kind alternative to pharmaceuticals. Let's transform tobacco row into hemp row. If you want to get involved, please reach out. Together, we can make a difference. You can use my code RYAN10 for 10% off. You can find them on Instagram at KindFarmsInc, all one word. That's K-I-N-D-P-H-A-R-M-S-I-N-C. And their website is KindFarmsInc.com. Once again, my code for 10% off is RYAN10. And now, let's get started with today's show. Welcome to An Actor Despairs. I'm your host, Ryan Perez. Today on An Actor Despairs, we have actor Orion Lee. This was an amazing episode. Orion got in the game a little bit later, and it's super interesting about how he made it happen. He's got an amazing film called First Cow, directed by Kelly Reichardt. He's also been in Skyfall, and he's getting shot out of a cannon right now. Orion, I'm so grateful for you opening up and giving back. Here it is. Orion Lee, welcome to An Actor's Fairs. How are you doing, brother? Good, good, thank you. (laughs) Oh, man, you're crushing the game. It's so cool to have you on the show. Everything you're doing in the West End and First Cow and Warrior, you're working like a maniac. I mean... You, I mean, you've gone back as far as Skyfall, so I'm I'm so excited to see what everything that's going to happen for you. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to see it too. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, it's going to be great. I know it. But but if it's cool with you, let's start at the beginning. Where did you grow up? Um, gosh, I I'm a bit, little bit like King Lou. I was uh, born born in Hong Kong, lived in Malaysia, moved to Australia. Um, and then studied acting in London and at Lambda, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So then growing up, what was your primary language? Um, when I was a baby, apparently I spoke Chinese, but then that, uh, that passed away. Um, and, uh, um, I just spoke English, really. I, I did speak Malay when I was in, like, junior school. Oh, wow. Um, but that's kind of popped away from my head as well. I mean, I can still get some of it. I um, hear the Australian, too, coming out now. <laughs> that's so oh, awesome. Yeah. That's amazing, man. Um, so talk to me about your journey, you know, growing up where your parents are. Just how did this whole bug start for you? Mm. Well, the ooh, the main thing I, I actually uh, graduated and was going down the business route and, and studied accounting and commerce and um, and I did that. Uh, I worked in investment for ten years um, and that was fine. I wasn't it wasn't like there were bits which I hated and then and then I I, I left that bit as it were. Um, it was the broking side, which I didn't like. Um, mm. Stop broking. Yeah. Um, and then I went into investment, and I, I was enjoying myself, but I just reached a point where it was, it was time for something new. But what had always been important for me or interesting to me and fascinating to me is the study of, like, um, Philosophy, uh, humanity, yeah. sort of um, self-knowledge, um, psychology, and and then very late in life, I tried an acting class. Uh, so oh, 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 in, in also, Australia, just so where are we at this point in Australia? Yeah, in Australia. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
um, and also throughout my life, I, ha I had this kind of thing where I would do one thing mainly, and then after that, I do, do like a ton of different things. Yeah. So, like at university, I did like accounting major, but then I did radio journalism, I did Spanish, I did psychology, um, and you know, on on my spare time, I, uh, whilst I was working on weekends and things, I've done a security guard course and the Swedish massage course. And oh my side. god, a truly sentient being! Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's and amazing. So, so one of these courses was the acting course, and then I realized, hold on, wait, I kind of like this. And then that's that's the only course I kind of like did another one, and then yeah. another one. And another one and then I was like there's something here I need to explore uh, because it encapsulates all those things I mentioned you know my fascination for philosophy psychology uh, the study humanities yeah yes and and then uh, so I arranged to take some time off and um, spent eight months sort of doing the amateur thing I, 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 I was doing a play in a church hall where you know, you paint the set and and the local grandma comes along with her own homemade popcorn. Wow. Play. Um, and, and then I went, hold on, wait, there's still something here I need to explore. And so the next step was drama school. Yeah. Um, and I applied to NIDA here in Australia. And... Um, don't want to get anybody into trouble, but um, <laughs> no, but do it. The, the guy, the guy at the time, in a very, very nice, meaning like meaning well way, right? He said to me, uh, "I got through to the final round," and he said to me, "Ryan, honestly, this was about twelve, fifteen years ago. Um, you should go to you. You won't get." The whole point of school, drum school, is to get you work and, and move you into work. And unfortunately, you won't get work in Australia. Um, you should go to China, you should go to Singapore, Hong Kong. You know, go, go check out, there's, some, there's an excellent drama school in Singapore. Um, but don't come here. <laughs> Wow. Did you, um, uh, did, was that invasive? Did you appreciate it? Was it a real, real mix of feelings? No, to me, to me, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a very, you know, maybe it's the investment background. I'm very practical, you yeah. know, and, and to me, it was really a gift that he, that he said that, um, because, um, that pushed me to go to, you know, the UK um, and check that out. And, and the UK has been, you know, a great, yeah, a very welcoming. Um, I mean, there's, there's, it's, it's kind of like comparative. Australia is like at a certain level, then the UK is above that. And the US generally is above that. Yeah. <laughs> um, in terms of diversity in casting. Um, but, you know, 12 years ago, 12, 15 years ago, that was definitely the case in Australia. It's changing for the better. Yeah. I think the awareness is getting better everywhere. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm grateful to him. I'm so grateful to him that he said that. What, what stopped you from going to one of those markets, and how did you end up in London? Well, I knew that my niche is, you know, that I'm well-spoken in English. That, yeah. That's my thing you know so to and to to do acting in another language um i would ha first have to learn that language yeah and it's really got to live in your skin for you to be comfortable exactly you yeah. know so it, you know otherwise half my mind would be you know trying to say the words correctly and another half would be trying to act and it was just yeah you know, I, so I knew that what that niche was, and and I thought, um, you know, I thought maybe the UK that be that that space for me, and um, and there and was. How, how were your parents handling this transition? Were they panicking or? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, 
My mom was uh, immediately supportive. My dad took a while to come around. <laughs> but, but I must admit that I was, it took a while for me to come around as well. Like it took. For self-belief? Yeah. You know, it took quite a while for me to, to be comfortable saying, hi, you know, I'm Orion Lee, I'm an actor. Yeah. You know, the, word, the words, I'm an actor. It took me a while to get to that point where I could say that, you know. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a tricky thing, especially for, you know, actors that haven't had the fortunate ability to work yet. You know what I mean? Like, can you, you know, that's always been the question. Can you say you're an actor until you've had, you know, your first cow or your warrior? You know what I mean? So that's, I, I really relate to what you're saying. And so when, when you got to London, did you do Central? Did you do Lambda, Old Vic, you know? I did all of the above and more. Wow. Um, in, in terms of the auditioning, in terms of the auditioning. Uh, and then I got into Lambda and um, a few other places. And then to me, Lambda was, was, was the best uh, spot for me. And yeah, and that's where I went. Wow. And that was a dream. It was three so, years. so much fun. Three years or four years? So Lambda... <clears throat> Lambda is the only place that does a two-year and a three-year degree, and they treat it completely the same in terms of um, of, of, of intensity like, and <laughs> and also how they market it to the industry. Got so, it. for example, the final year in the final year you do a showcase, and the three years and the two years are mixed in together, so that you, the person watching the showcase, has no idea who is a two-year. Uh, graduate and a three-year graduate. Wow. It's completely equal. The only thing is they push people who are um, more, who, who haven't had a degree yet into the three-year thing so that there's more time for them to develop. And then it's people who, who've had other careers or life had experience. Yeah, yeah. They go into the two-year course. So that's so why I went into the two-year course. Yeah. Was it very rewarding and a good experience for you? Was that your, you know, literal drama school? It was so, so much fun and so much. I love learning. And, and that was, it was, because I was so new to the acting world, uh, everything was just like, absorbed. oh, wow, yeah. this is cool. Whereas um, there were a couple of people in my class uh, who, who had experience before and who'd done, you know, youth theater and everything. And so they had certain opinions about what was right and what was wrong. And, yeah. and, and they already kind of formed a certain amount of their, um, yeah, the decisions about. Uh, for me, though, I was like, Oh, that's a great idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. A wide-eyed young man. I love it, man. That's so great. Yeah. Um, talk to me, you know, was, you know, one of the things I'm so jealous of about your experiences, you know, here in American drama schools, we don't focus on classical the way we really should unless you go to graduate school. What was it like for you with your diverse background growing up tackling something like iambic? Was that, was that tough for you? Um, it's um you know the the thing is that because i had to stretch i i i had to you know sort of get a different sort of accent and and that stretching to me is is great right and um you know a lot of uh like america is is kind of you know, the, the center of the media industry, um, you know, in the English speaking world anyway. And um, so a lot of British people can do the American accent pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> but it, and so similarly, coming from where I'm coming from, uh, I had to stretch to go to Britain, as it were. And oh, do, they, you know, so in America. We do neutral American speech. Do they do like neutral British speech? Or exactly. yes. wow! So I do we... know how. Yeah, I have to. Um, there's a what they call received pronunciation, and and that you know with that you have to just um, the, the 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 way that I was taught taught was that 
you should have like a gumball in your mouth and be able to speak clearly, even though you've got this little gumball in your mouth. Wow. Um, because you have to have that hollowness and that um, in your, it, it helps with the pronunciations. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's so, so beautiful. Yeah. So that, 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 that stretching, yeah. you know, always, oh, to me that, uh, you know, that was a, a help for later, you know, trying different accents and things like that. And, and I know you did a few small independent productions in Australia. What was it like finally doing like, you know, a proper drama school production? Was that a blast or were you nervous or was it a blend of so many emotions? Um, well, the, the thing was, the thing I knew somehow, I, I, I don't know whether I read it somewhere or what was that, that drama school was the opportunity to make mistakes. Yeah. Um, I remember there was one we were doing, um, oh my gosh, name skips me. Uh, well, we were doing one of the Chekhov plays, and my character three came sisters, in. Uncle Vanya. I think I think it's three sisters. Her uncle comes in and he's crying. Okay. And so, and I and I wanted. I knew it was a little bit overdone if I did it all the time. Like it, yeah. it doesn't have way. But I just to try. You know, I wanted to like try being in the state of tears every time I came in and whether I could achieve that. Wow. So every time before I go on, I was like listening to like sad Saddest music. music. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I do the same so thing, like, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like getting into it and, 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 you know, it, it, sometimes it didn't work because it was too much or whatever, but you know, it was, a, it was the time to make mistakes. And, and that was the great, that was the, the biggest thing for me is, you know, just having that time to experiment and make mistakes and, um, you know, and then, yeah, that was, it was fun. Yeah, that's so beautiful. So then talk to me about the showcase, um, you know, positioning wise, going back to what the man in Australia told you that, that, uh, pardon my language, but that fuck up your perspective of what you could do or, or by the time you were at the end of drama school, were you like, I don't, I don't need to go to Singapore. I don't need to go to China. I don't need to go to Malaysia. I don't need to go to Thailand. I can work here in the UK. Um, to be honest, my, you know, my backup plan was always coming back to Australia and, and yeah. working, you know, in my investment again. Um, and, but, you know, I, I, I got a, um, wonderful, uh, agent called Jeremy Conway, um, interested in me doing the um the showcase and then he got me a role in enron the play which although it wasn't as successful in the u.s it was very successful in the uk um and so for a year right after graduation i was working i was working in um Chichester festival and then the royal court then into the west end and then national and theater too as well right um, so that, that was another job later on. Um, but yeah, for a year solid, I was working in <coughs> one of the best plays in the West End. And, but then, um, a year after that, I, that's when I had my low <laughs> because I, I worked out, I only had five days of paid work in my wow. second year. Uh, so what what did you do to boo yourself? Did you go back to trading or what, what did you yeah. I was, um, I was trading and also during that time I set up, uh, the Constellation Creatives. Um, it's, it's just a sort of a gathering of all my, basically I, I thought to myself, you know what? Showcase. That's what actors can do. Actors yeah. can do showcase, right? And, yeah. and, and also everybody can do it in their own time, in their own space. You go to, you don't have to have like a theater to, or a studio space to practice it. Um, it's just you and one other person, you know, or two, whatever. And then you practice it and then you come together and everybody does their three to five minute scene. And then suddenly you've got an hour show. Yeah. Right. And so I started to do that. Then I thought, hold on, wait, this industry is collaborative. We have to get other people. And then I started inviting writers in, filmmakers in, um, you know, directors. That's so in. beautiful. I love and, and that. So 
slowly, I just got this team of, you know, people who are all sort of starting out and all wanting to work together. Um, and, and also it always gave me somewhat something to talk to people about, you know, it's like, sometimes as an actor, you go out and you're like, Oh, what do I do? I'll, you know, if, if there's a director there, I'll just say, Oh, hi, you know, give me a job, please. Like, yeah. But now I could tell them, look, there's this, um, you know, there's this, there's this group that I, you know, that I help put together. And if you're looking for actors to read your plays or work with, you know, just workshop an idea, you know, come down to the Constellation Creatives, um, you know, meeting. And, yeah. and so, you know, I met a lot of people through that. Um, and one of the people I met was a guy called Loris uh, Bynets, and he had an idea for a, um, for a sketch, comedy sketch, and oh, that wow. turned. Into, so, so what happened was he he was he's a filmmaker. So he came in, said, "Oh, I've got this idea for this comedy sketch," and um, he wanted me in it, and and then I helped to to cast the, the rest of the the um the cast and and he had another character uh filled by another actor as well and then we got together we did it in front of the constellation creatives group i i had organized a showcase event at the hospital club in london um and that would happen sort of once every two months or so and we did the play we adjusted the script we shot the script, we put it on YouTube, and right now it's sitting at like 27 million views or something like oh that. Oh my God. What, what um, do I have to Google to find this? Uh, the expert comedy sketch. All right, I'm gonna look this up as soon as this is done, I can't wait. And I'm, I'm curious, uh, I forgot to ask, so were you staying in London or during all this time? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was based out of London, staying in London, um, just and living in London. And talk to me about like auditions, even though in that lull year, you know, I imagine you still had some, but the thing that I think is the problem with, you know, British for, for anyone that's not white is that they mythologize their aristocracy, whereas Americans mythologize our working class. And there, you know, just because of history and the horrors of white supremacy, you know, it's so many just white shows and because of historical dictation. So did you have a yeah. hard time navigating that or were you going up for American projects as well? Uh, yeah, I was going up for a few American things. Um, the, and you're right, there is, there is one of the things that UK seems to do, which is very popular, is, you know, all those like upstairs, downstairs. Period dramas, yeah. Period dramas. Yeah. Um, and, the, you know, the, the fact of the matter is there's been immigration throughout I know. History. And there's no such thing as like, ooh, at one point, every time everybody was, you know. It's uh, so one. fraudulent. I totally agree. You know, like, especially uh, not to yell at, sorry to make fun of all British citizens, but it's, it was a colonizing, you know, country, you know, that's all they did was, and, and the Indians and Asians and, you know, the Moors, it, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, we so, can talk, that's for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, but, you know, in, in pockets, there were, there were, yeah, like I said, the, the, these sort of open-minded people trying to push the, you know, push the, the diversity, um, so that it, it's more, more reflective of like a true London, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm grateful for my first TV gig, which was uh, Silent Witness, uh, on the BBC. And, you know, they had a character which was originally named, like, Bruce, uh, Bruce Smith or something like that. And, and, you know, they hired me to play that per, uh, person. Um, and I, and I did say, oh, you know, um, you know, should I change my name? Because it's, you know, I'm not, uh, a Smith. And then, you know, they said, look, don't worry about it. Just, yeah. you know, play the character, the character. And yeah. And, and so, yeah, I appreciated that. Um, when was this uh, before the diversity push that we have now or, or? It was, it was, I guess, the start, start. I was lucky I, I, I was starting around the start of the diversity push. And, you know, 
if you if you look at my showreel, though, I must admit, the vast majority of my showreel, which is on IMDb, uh, which is before first car, um, I, yeah, I'm playing people with accents. You yeah, know, I'm playing a Chinese waiter, the Chinese uh, diplomat. Um, Was that a bummer and- for you, if you don't mind me asking, having to to play that, not being recognized for who you are versus who you're perceived you should be, you know? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I, what, I, what I sort of got comfortable with was that um, this, the industry is very, very looks-oriented. You know, it's, it's, very, um, it's very, yeah, like, uh, what's that um, Julia Roberts show where she becomes a lawyer Originally, she's trailer trash. Um, Transitional or? Oh, man. Um, I feel bad. I, I, I should know. <laughs> and, um, Aaron Brockovich. Oh, yeah. Aaron Brockovich. Gandolfini. Yeah. 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 And, um, and so, you know, in that, as a lead character, you get to go from trailer trash to lawyer, you know. Yeah. And, and that's your sort of journey but in the all the other characters in that movie they they are if you look at them and they look like a lawyer they're a lawyer yeah if you look at them and they look like a trailer trash they're a trailer trash yeah so like everybody else has to do it's only the lead who has that sort of arc and and so you know i realized this industry you know if you're if you look a certain way you play that type you know and, and 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 that's the way it starts you know so i i wasn't um you know i didn't try it didn't bother me too much but the, the what what bothered me more was if the character wasn't like three-dimensional you yeah. know or didn't have that opportunity you know um so so obviously things like you know Chinese waiter, Chinese diplomat, a lot of that. But if that Chinese waiter, for example, was, you know, had a, had a, you know, had a, uh, maybe a mixed family or, um, you know, would really liked graffiti and that was his passion and he was just doing waitering so that he could, you know, afford rent whilst he actually did his graffiti art or, Something, do you know what I mean? Then, then it's more three-dimensional. And, yeah. um, and so, you know, sometimes I would do that. I create the story. I create the backstory and the whole thing so that when I entered into that scene and I served the person there at a meal or whatever it was, I was the, the guy who, like I said, his passion was graffiti and he wanted to you know, do that, but he needs to pay the rent. So he's doing this. Um, So it doesn't, so that the characters were always full, I guess, you know? No, I really respect that, you know? Yeah. That's so beautiful. Uh, Because, yeah. And, and so even today, you know, I don't mind playing what, you know, people might think I look like so long as the character has, that three-dimensionality to it. Do you feel like in, in theater, you always got the three-dimensionality? Um, no, not always. Um, I feel like the other thing that I like about screen work, I must admit, I, I do like it more than um, theater, is that the camera is just right on you. And you have to, like, there's no room to lie yeah I, it can't, you, I know exactly what you mean you know and 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 i like that it goes that deep um i like that it you know that i have it, that to me that's uh, that intensity I, I i enjoy the challenge of it um and you know there's there's a lot of great things about theater the the, the you know it's more of an actor's medium but I like the challenge of being looked into, yeah. as it were. And, um, although, you know, it was Olivia, I think, said something like, you know, if you become an actor, you'll be studying truth. 
for the rest of your life. Which goes um, back to everything that you wanted in the beginning of your journey. Yeah. And, and um, that's so beautiful. I, I do have to ask, you know, because it's such a cool experience just to even be a production on one, a production assistant on one of those films. What was your Skyfall experience like? <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. Um, I, you know, first of all, Sam Mendes is, is great. Um, I remember going in for the audition and really it was, um, so I'd done the tape already. Yeah. And then, you know, we were, we, a few of us, uh, were going to meet him and we just had a chat and then afterwards he said, okay, cool. Shook your hand. And then, um, and then, you know, I got the job sort of thing. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. And that was the first sort of, you know, big movie where I, I was kind of amazed at how many crew there were. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> there must have been 500, you know? They, were, they said, okay, we're going to do a block through. And then the number of people that kept coming through the door <laughs> to, to, to watch the block through, I was like, how many crew? <laughs> did, did, did you work with Daniel? Was, was he in your coverage or no? Yeah, yeah. Um, was that cool was, just being like, there's, there's James Vaughn? <laughs> And I, I'm lucky I don't, um, I don't get too starstruck. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, you know, to me, it's just about the work and, and, and concentrating. No, I agree. Not- Obviously, I, I'm, I'm joking, but it's funny. A friend, um, of, a, a friend of mine booked uh, Man of Steel with Henry Cavill, and he was the right. first one cast in the film. And they told me they had to do a screen test. So he was wearing Brendan Roo's old uh, Superman suit, and he went to the Palisades to shoot it, and he was just like, Oh my God! They're super. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I think that, yeah. that it's it's no, it's very very important to keep a balance between you know that sort of professionalism and whatnot, and yeah, and and, and the and the pure enjoyment and joy, you yeah. know, and and fascination and fandom uh, that you have. I think it's it's important to keep that because you you just you know if you bottle all that. So, what was it like working with Kelly Reichardt? It was it was amazing. Um, well, how did you I discover? It was Night Moves. Um, oh, cool. Was uh, I was watching it, and I remember thinking, "Wow, how is this so thrilling and so slow?" Yeah. <laughs> <At the same time. laughs> I don't, I'm but glad you said that, not me. <laughs> I, I was, I was amazed because it was like, it, you know, I never, you know, every time I think of a thriller, it's like, oh, there's an action thing. There's a car yeah. chase. That, they overdo that, it too much. It's, it's too much yeah. sensory overload. People running and explosions and guns and, and here was a, a show which was so thrilling. Yeah. And, and I'm on the edge of my seat and I'm wanting to know what's happened next. But it's of a completely different style. Yeah. Um, which I sort of never sort of seen before. And yeah. So that was, I was like, wow. Um, so when I got the, you know, when my manager said there's an opportunity to audition for, I was like, oh, yes. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then, and, um, yeah, actually, the first thing my manager said was, do you have anything of length? Because she prefers to see and watch, you know, some, you in something as opposed to the audition process, oh, wow. you know, it's giving you a... Uh, but unfortunately, I, I, you know, in terms of, um, although I'd done, you know, leads and plays and things, I, in terms of being f- in film and television, my parts were all, you know, small parts, yeah. um, not... You know, not large enough to say, oh, go and watch. Here's a substantial example of what I can do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so I did get sides and I did audition, you know, it's kind of in the, in the those scenes. And, um, and yeah, so that was uh, the first thing I did. And then she said she liked it. And then we organized a Skype meeting and I was like, ah! I love and you. Then, <laughs> And then um, we talked for about an hour, I think, or an hour and a half about the character, where, where, you know, where it's coming from and, 
and um, you know movies she liked and things like that and and then um, did you feel a you connection know, we, it was it was two people talking about the work yeah you know? okay. So okay immediately immediately there was that that connection it's not like it's not a connection like oh wow you're my best friend or yeah I, I, right 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 Yes, An intimate understanding of what you guys are set out to do. Yeah, we were both yeah. like down to earth and we're talking about the work and the character and the story. You know, I, I got the script at that stage and, and we were just working, you know, and, and that was great. And so I did a, a retake and then she gave me one more note on email and then I did another retake and then, and then I got the job and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome because, man and, and because, at, this, at, at, at this point have you been to america yet or no um i i had worked on some american tv series on um it which was shot in europe got it but but i hadn't been uh working in america um as yet um and that, that was definitely my first sort of like lead role in a film. Yeah, you, you carry that film. I mean, obviously, John's amazing, but the story is really, it's about your two's relationship, but you, you really carry it, you know? Mm. And I think the thing, I must admit, like, I was quite daunted initially. I was like, wow, you know, what am I going to do? I, I've never done this before. Although, you know, and then I was, I was sort of saying to myself, well, I've done leads in theater before, so... You know, and um, and the way I, the best thing that helped me, uh, you know, which you know, if, if if there's another actor out there can who who um, has an opportunity uh, and might find this useful, I basically went, hold on, what do I know? Yeah. I know how to audition, right? I know how to do small scenes, and that I, I and I've done that all of my life, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I broke down the movie and I thought, okay, I'm just going to think about this scene. Yeah. And I know what to do with this scene. I don't really, I haven't really done, I, I don't really know what to do with a movie. Yeah. But I know what to do with a scene. You know, we've done scene studies in classes. We do scenes with showcase. We do scenes for editions. We do this just we know how to do a scene. Every every actor knows how to do a scene. Yeah. So I I just concentrated on that. I I took I the the script one scene at a time, and then I just like pretend that's the only scene I have. And also that helped me with work, with a kind of working intensity as well, because you know the the the, the trap I didn't want to fall into was sort of like putting my energy into a movie. Mm -hmm. right whereas we we all know that when we're doing one scene like you're we, focusing we on that, the moment instead of the entire yes. yeah and 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 the amount of you know intensity and effort and time that you apply to that scene because yeah. that's your one scene in the whole film or whole tv show or whatever it is amazing and, and it's great and it's powerful and i wanted to keep that and so to me i didn't really do a film Oh, I convinced myself I didn't do a film. I was just doing a series scenes. of scenes. Yeah, and yeah. then and and then the next scene would come up, and I do that scene, and then the, you know, like, and it, so it wasn't. I, I, you know, that's the way because otherwise, you know, you, you sometimes you get imposter syndrome yeah. or whatever. And to me, it was just scene, but working on a scene, and then you know, after the day's shoot, I go to my. I'm a bit of a fan of bubble tea. <laughs> I go to my favorite bubble tea place, sit down with the script and do, and look at, you know, the next day's scene and just yeah. go, okay, how am I going to this scene? Um, and then also, you know, before I even got to set and uh, got to America, I'd, I'd already worked on those scenes um, and thought about, you know, how I could do it at least two different ways. Um, I, I, I always like to use, to consider the opposite. You know, like if I think the scene is this guy is angry and he's pissed off about this thing, you know, what if he actually he loves this thing? Yeah. What if he actually, you know, that situation, he loves it. Yeah. He's, he's 
just enjoying an hour of it. I, I like to use that as a kind of like thing to just break me out of. I love that so. you did that because there's a lot of heart and humanity in him. And I think it really helped bring the film alive and, and buoyed it in a way that, you know, as her films can be slow burns, it, it keeps you anchored and attached to the narrative. And I'm curious, you know, was, was working with John Fawn? You know, I... I'm so blessed to have been working with the whole team. And, and but of yeah. course, as, as actors, your main partner is the other actor. And yeah. you know, it's, it, it was great to work with them. We, it's interesting. You know, a lot of people say, Oh, how did you create that bond? And you know, did you talk a lot about the, the characters and things like that? And to be honest, we really didn't. We didn't. We didn't sit across from each other and discuss the script yeah. or how how we were going to play a scene or how we you know we thought or conceived of our characters or what's your backstory or anything like that. We didn't really talk about that. We, but I feel like we what we that because maybe because of that, when we got onto the set. Mm-hmm. we were like really listening to each other, you know, like really like, Oh, what, what are you? Because I don't know what you're going to do. Yeah. I, I have to watch you and listen to you because, you know, I, I don't know what you're going to do. I, I haven't talked it out with you. And so, so, so you guys did, that, didn't have rehearsal for the film because I personally, no. I, I don't like rehearsal for films. I think it should come alive, mm-hmm. you know, and I know some actors, they, they, they mandate it, you know? Yeah. Like Joaquin so we, hates rehearsal. I know that, you know? We, no, we didn't, we didn't, we had one uh, sort of script reading of, I think, two scenes that was, and that was, you know, so that Kelly could kind of set the side, uh, sort of give us some guidance about that and, and sort of see how we were, how we were, you know, doing together. Um, this was before the shoot. Then during the, <clears throat> uh, and that was it. That was, uh, well, we wouldn't even call it a rehearsal, really. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was, to me, the chemistry comes because it's two actors listening to each other and working yeah. with each other and, and um, being generous to each other. Because, you know, whenever I did have an idea, I'd say, you know, Hey John, you know, do you mind if I like um, I don't know walk behind you or with this because I've got this idea and then you'd say yeah yeah give it a go and then you know if he had had an idea then I would also go yeah yeah no let's let's try it that's so and, beautiful I love that yeah and so I think you know I think if there's you know besides the fact that you know Kelly is a genius um, in terms of the acting I think you know, and, and, and creating that connection. I think it's two actors being generous to each other and listening to each other. And that, yeah. that, well, that, 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 that is what makes great acting. You know, you just, it, you summarize it very astutely and very brilliantly. You are very articulate. Um, well, you know, I'm, 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 I'm uh, such a big fan of the film and what's it been like, you know, objectively now to have let go of this thing and see it be so critically well received and your performance, you know, has that been, has that been fun or is that stuff, you know, superfluous to you? I don't mean meaningless, but, you know, just, yeah. just. Uh, I, I, you know, it's, it's, it's been fun. Like I said, you yeah. know, you should, I don't think you should ever lose that joy and that excitement, you know, like yeah. okay, first time I heard about the Gotham Awards, I was like, yes! <laughs> Victory! <laughs> um, and you know you've got to. I think you've got to keep that. Um, but at the same time, you know, the truth is that that job, just just that job, working on that set with that team of people who are all so great, but not only so great, they're so nice, yeah, and and kind and and considerate, and um, it was like a real joy. It was before the sort of attention that it's got, it was the job of a lifetime. Yeah. Um, well, you really rose to the occasion, man. And, and it was, it was a masterclass watching you and, 
I, I, I feel so honored to get to know you a little bit. Um, so I don't take up all your time. A few final oh. questions here. Uh, well, what, I know you have cassette, but what else is next for you? Can you let us know? Um, <laughs> I am doing a, oh, jeez. You can't I, announce it? If it, It's okay if you can't. Yeah, uh, uh, I bet, I bet or not. <laughs> okay, well, now I'm really excited. <laughs> now, now you're going to have to come back when that comes out. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm, it's, uh, it's a different job than what I'm used to. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about, uh, this next thing. All right. Uh, well, you're, you're coming back here when that thing comes out so we can talk about that. I'm excited. You got me really yeah. pumped up. Um, two final questions for you, Ryan, you know, yeah. for all, for all the younger Ryans out there that maybe did really get, you know, a late start to this and, and are maybe you know, coming into it thinking like, oh, I had this career, can I do this? You know, or just any actor out there that's wanting to jump in that hasn't already. Any words of wisdom or advice for them? Um, I think, you know, uh, it is, you know, we all know it's a, it's a tough industry. Um, uh, and there's a lot of times where, you know, there's a, you spend a lot of time unemployed and, and, but you utilize every skill that you've learned in, in what you've done before. Yeah. Um, and, and make your own work. You know, you hear, you hear that a lot, but and usually though it, 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 it's in the sense of like writing. Yeah. Uh, and I just would encourage it to you to open your mind in terms of what it is because I I haven't written that much and I and I don't really think that's my strength. Do you still have but, your group? Well, that's you know uh, not it, it's it's kind of dissipated, but like that was that was a great sort of um, it was a great example comfort, uh, comfort actually yeah. to. Yeah, okay. Because because I, that's what I know how I knew how to do. I knew how to get people together and work on things and 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 sort of shepherd the the group to, along so that um, it was growing and, and and was doing different things and 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 having that knowing all the the, the people around you are yeah. also you know going on that journey um, you know hard though it might be um that's a great comfort and and then also more than that it's it's not just a comfort it is to me it's improving you as well like you know you're you're doing scenes you're you're working things out you're, you're immersed um yeah and so you know make your own work but it could be it could be almost any version of that you know maybe you're very introverted and I really believe in this concept called like of moving to words, right? Mm. So it's like, because the goal is, you know, it's so out of your control, yeah. you know, like being, you know, I'd love to be a Marvel superhero, but that is so out of my control, you know, yeah. but, but what, what's in my control is that I could move to words that goal. Yeah. Just move to words, right? And so what can I do today? Oh, I could write to a casting director today. Or I could read a book about acting. Yeah. Or, um, you know, I could get a bunch of friends together. We could do a scenes. And all it is is just saying, okay, what can I do to move towards that goal? Like, I'm not, to get that goal, it's too, it's too far out of my control. It's, yeah. you know, it's, it's a lot control of Control the things you can, I'm, I'm a sober four-year recovery and we have a saying mm. control the things you can control yeah yeah and and that and because otherwise you just get into this funk about all the stuff that's out of your control and out of yeah you know out of your reach or out of and that just, you can you can really let that kill you if you obsess mm. about it too much yeah yeah so i think i think i like the concept of just moving towards like just just and it, you know just just that little, okay, I'm a bit closer because 
I've done this, you know, I've, I've uh, read a new book or I've, um, you know, that, that my favorite comedy show, I've, I've like watched this scene again and again and I've seen how the cuts and how the actor does this thing or whatever it is that is, you know, that helps you. Yeah. But just move towards, just that, that little, that little move towards. I love it. Micro movements. Um, yeah. Well, you know, final question, Orion. What, what, what's keeping <laughs> you inspired during all this craziness right now? <laughs> uh, to be honest, um, it's like the some people. Oh, I feel like it's dangerous to say this. No, say it, say it, say it. But uh, to me, my art comes from my life, you know. And so to me, it's, it's, it's concentrating on my life, on, uh, you know, I, I, I just got married and I've got a baby girl on the way. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And, and um, you know, uh, in Australia, uh, the borders have just opened up domestically and my, my family's coming over uh, from Sydney uh, next week to where I am in Perth. And, and just that is, is giving me, like, yeah. life is, is inspiration to yeah. me. Um, and, and then I put that, you know, to me, the art should make your life better. Yeah. And, and the, the, the things that I've learned in acting about, about concentration, about listening, about um, being open to another actor, you know, that helps me in my life. And, yeah. and, then, and then I, I do life and I feel like that helps me in, in my acting. Um, so, you know, if you ask what's inspiring, it's my, it's not quite my life is inspiring. It's life life itself. The process of living. Yeah. Yeah, And life is inspiring. Um, and, and, and I gain, you know, gain that from life and then I put it into art and then from the art of acting, I learned so many lessons and I put that into life and it just goes back and forth. Um, yeah. That's so beautiful. Orion Lee, man, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for sharing and giving back. It's, you're an incredible actor, and I, I know the best things are yet to come, and I know you got one of them, and I can't wait to come back and, and have you on again and talk about it. And it was great, and if, if you're ever in New York, look me up. Let's grab coffee. Yeah, pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, thank so you. much love, brother. Thank you for coming on. If you like the show, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening. 